Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase c slash mindgappodcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. All right, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we're glad you're here. We're we so are. glad you're here. I'm thrilled. Uh, me too. I mean, I'm in a weird state right now because I'm I'm in, I mean, you might say I'm in a safe state. Uh, I was going to say, you, you are in the prime, one of the prime states. Uh, for now. We'll see. Yes. Uh, more on that in a second. But... Uh, I'm about to go on vacation, so I was in a weird. I'm in a weird headspace. I literally told Justin, like I totally forgot that we had a podcast tonight. I was getting ready. I was cooking dinner. I was like, "Hey, Natalie, after dinner, let's go to a playground." And I was like, "Wait, no, I have to do a podcast. Never mind." Like my my Doug schedule, my mind calendar is like all sorts of fucked up right now. Doug usually sends me about 15 to 20 minutes before we start. He sends me the link to jump into the room that we use, and it was five till. And I started messaging him like, hey, man, you got that link? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, Doug's usually not five minutes up until the point. That's yeah. very un- unlike. So I'm like, something horrible has happened to Doug. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. Uh, let's, okay. Let's let's because I've also had just some, we'll get into it in a little bit, but I've just had some mind numbing days at work as well. So I've been kind of out of it. So anyway, super fucking pumped to be here. I'm here to be glad to be talking to you. I'm, here, I'm so glad you all are here in the chat. This is going to yes. be good. We're going to have a good time. Let's get this fucking housekeeping out of the way. All right. This is new Doug, non-corporate Doug, says Slotty. <laughs> hey, exactly. let me guys tell you how the real world works. All right. Get, grab a knee. All right. Grab a knee and let's talk this out. Here we go. This is freelance Doug. I wish this was freelance Doug. All right. Housekeeping. Here we go. Gang, you know the drill. If you love us, rate and review, subscribe like and share that's really what it boils down to it costs you nothing help us out the cost of listening to us is a share share us please please share us and this rate and review 0.7 seconds of <laughs> through the eyes of an angel yeah it just the, ah! would, just, please Share us if you care. Yeah. yeah, seriously, like it, it honestly, if you if you guys could do us a solid and just share share this around with one person, honestly. Right. We are at 196 subscribers. 
Chris, we're so close on YouTube. I tried to game it. I tried to game the system, and YouTube told me no thank you. I'm pretty sure the system was like, nah, because all <laughs> all your fake accounts were like, reject, reject, reject. It was like, they're nah. They're all real accounts. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, okay, sure. they're very real like accounts. Like Real Gone Cat? Real Gone Cat 10? Yeah, that was my original production company. I remember Real Gone Cat. Yeah. yeah. I was like, why does that sound familiar? You know? Yes. Yeah, and also, engage. Post engagement. You know, write a comment. Tell us your yes. thoughts. Actually, we had some really cool random people who caught a, an older throwdown between Paddington and, and Winnie the Pooh. And they were like, they had some valid things to say about that thread. And I was like, hey, thanks for the thanks for the post. I'll say this. Something else I learned from Slotty is that if you're going to share us out, hit that share button on the YouTube player. Oh. Copy the link or, or click the Twitter icon. And uh, I'm fairly certain that does something. <laughs> <laughs> it does something. Yep. Yeah, no, well, honestly, like, I, in all seriousness, thanks to everyone who listens, who comes into the chat, who downloads our stuff. Honestly, you're the fucking best. Like, I've, this is, this podcast is awesome. I love doing this with Justin, and I love being able to just to talk to people about stuff. It makes me so happy. So thank you for your continued support and just share us around and engage with our stuff. We fucking love you. That's all I want to say. If you feel yeah. like contributing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. If you'd like to pick up some merch, redbubble.com, enter the enter the code, enter mindgappodcast in the search bar, pick yourself up something nice. And don't forget, we live stream on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central for the podcast, and I host a video game stream on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. There will be no video game stream this Saturday uh, on July the 2nd, as I will be out of town on vacation but normally every saturday we've got that going on had a really great time last saturday with slotty and i did a co-op tower defense game we did orcs must die three had a fucking blast that game is way more fun with another person we whipped that game's ass that was so much fun we have to do that again so uh come check us out for all that stuff and don't forget uh we're all going to watch noah's stream overwatch 2 awesome yes Yes, hell, I'll see if I can try to tune in for that. That's going to be really dope, man. I'm assuming that's the uh, the beta that they've got going out there. The beta for Overwatch 2. That's fucking cool. Go check out uh, at Noah Reno at Twitch. That's, uh, that's a cool, that'll be a cool, cool stream. Super excited for that. Um, anyway, that's housekeeping. Also, uh, one other th- small thing. Check out our Discord. Head down to the description, the link in the description below on YouTube. Uh, join our merry band of misfits and uh, come hang out with us. We're a good crew. You got cool people like Zinni, like Wolfslore, like Noah, like Slotty. Like uh, you got Tint. You got Jared. You got all sorts of cool cats in there. Come hang out with us. We'd love to see you. All right. That's housekeeping. It's done. It's out of the way. It's done. <laughs> done. Just, I, would ask, mm. I would ask how your week uh, how your week was, as we typically do at the top of the show. But uh, week's been a hellscape. Hmm. Not been a good week. I'll say this. Let me let me let me back back up just a little bit. I had a great time with my daughter Friday night. It was movie night. I didn't know what to do, so I was like, you know what? We're gonna watch Harry Potter, starting with the first one, and we're just gonna watch. We haven't watched all of them yet because I figured they were gonna get scary for. Her, but I'm like, if you can watch Jurassic World Dominion, then you can watch Harry Potter fight Voldemort. It's gonna be fine. That makes sense. So I was yeah. like, starting with the first one, we're gonna go in and do that. And she's like, Dad. Does this one have spiders? I'm like, no, that's a different one. She's like, Dad, does this one have snakes? I'm like, no, that's a different one. Dad, 
Does this one have the shadow creatures that suck the happiness out of you? I'm like, no, that's a different one. This one has a troll in the dungeon. Now watch the fucking movie. <laughs> that wasn't actually verbatim, but it was. she did ask me those things. I, was I like, imagine I that's how it went. She yeah. did not like the spider part in the second movie in Chamber of Secrets at all. She does not that's enjoy it, which I'm like, hey, I get it. But <laughs> what's funny is that I it it's hard to like I have to in stories like this or in instances like this I have to put my I have to put my my almost thirty nine year old brain into that of a six year old and go what does this CG look like because in my mind I'm looking at it going well that's dated CG and you know it's good but you know it's dated and it whatever um, but for a six year old's perspective I have to imagine it is. N the thing of nightmare fuel like that ha is just grotesquely terrifying well it's funny because she just recently watched uh return of the king and that has okay. a giant spider she lobe in it she didn't seem okay. to have a problem with that i was like listen this part if it gets scary let me know she was cool with it but when we watched the hobbit there's a part where they go into the murkwood forest and there's a bunch of spiders we had to skip a large portion of that because she was not cool with that one does she silo she lobe she Whatever. Does Fuck the spider Celo Green um, have <laughs> have an entourage no. rolling with her, or is it just just her? Cee just one big spider. See? I think that's what it is. I it's think you're right. Yeah. It's, it's the squad, the spider yeah. squad that kind of because you can keep your eye on one spider, but when you got spiders flanking you, mm -mm, yeah, when they no just kind of swarm, yeah, it's kind yeah. of unsettling to that's, say the least. That's not good for anybody. Yeah. So, uh, and I realize just how much I don't enjoy the first movie. It is just such a child's movie, and I'm like, this is sure. fine. We'll get through it, but. To me, I'm like, there's better stuff coming. So, yeah, you know, but fine, it's okay. It's like we'll we'll watch more of that. Uh, Sunday, the uh, the carnival was in town, which Natalie loves. You, we have so did much you fun. Have a run in with your guy again? We mean a run in with my guy. The kid that ruined the that kid was the place that was with Sam. All right, oh, was with Sam okay. a couple years ago at a different suburb, and fuck that kid. Um, I'm just saying, I've I have wanted so badly. When you said that, I was like, he better not be referencing that little shit. I've wanted for you two to have a rematch so badly. For anyone who doesn't know, many many a couple years ago, uh, I went. Jill and I went with uh, Sam, who you've known from uh, the Dungeon Carrions and some other <laughs> some other uh, podcast episodes. Um, we went to this like German festival and there's just this kid that was annoying the shit out of me like he was he was so i don't remember all the details but i was just like Needless i wanted to, say, to kick this kid in the face kid. it was something yeah. with a bouncy house he was super fucking annoying i was just like is anyone gonna whose kid is this take this he kid away you. yeah yeah he was like looking for a fist bump and he was super obnoxious i don't know it was really bad but uh yeah yeah justin likes to bring that up and it just immediately sends me into a rage even though i don't remember all the details because fuck that kid <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him twice. Um, but yeah, we had the carnival. It was so much fun. I, I love it because I wish I grew up with a carnival like that in my hometown. They've got sure, yeah. the people that work the carnival are so nice. Like they're they're so kind. The rides are fun. They've got you know they've got your typical carnival food, but they also have local food trucks and stuff there too. And it's just That's it's fun. so much fun. Like she had such a such a blast. Slotty goes, yeah, it's Doug. There was this annoying kid. I don't remember the details. I blacked out for a bit. The cops came. Either way, it was a terrible German festival. <laughs> or was it a great German festival? Slotty. Right. Or was it the most German of all German festivals? 
If you're who not knows? punching a kid, it's not a German festival. Right. If you don't black out from child abuse, who knows? Who knows? Where's the pickle? Where's the pickle? <laughs> Find it! Oh, Christmas is cancelled! Oh, Christmas is cancelled! Find the pickle! <laughs> I miss that. That's one of my favorite moments for us. A deep cut. Deep cut. Deep cut. Uh, so, aside from that, great moments <clears throat> that were I was really trying to focus hard on. Uh, I'm going to say that again. I was focusing hard on because um, we don't normally talk about this gang, but I feel like in the subject, of, in, in the in order to be honest with ourselves, uh, Justin and I are finally decided to, to say our Supreme Court sucks, gang. Our Supreme Court. Bunch of knuckle dragon idiots. Our players. Supreme Court. At least six of them. Blows, man. It is this. If if you haven't paid attention, or if you're not from America, congratulations. Um, we have a fucking group of folks that I didn't vote for, <clears throat> that nobody voted for, that were appointed, that are passing extremely stupid and inconsistent rulings on things and are dismantling several freedoms in our country and it's absolutely driving me batshit crazy to the point where I could barely fucking concentrate at work on Friday when they reversed Roe v. Wade. If you don't know what that is, it essentially means that abortion protections on a federal level have been removed. And I was in the middle of a morale event at work and God bless them. They were trying their best. Actually, I want to give credit to the head of my my organ like my line of business for my train team, they called it out right at the beginning. They're like, "Listen, I just want to reiterate: we have all this, these employee assistance programs. This is happening. If you need to talk to somebody, we have stuff that's available for you. You know, I know this is going on, and I appreciate them calling it out." Was this morale meeting f- for that? No. Because of that? Or was had, this, this, was, this was like a quarterly event where everyone okay. gets together. To it just happened to line up. Terrible timing is what it was. Yeah. Terrible timing. Yep. And here we are playing this game where it was like, hot takes. What is our limes the fruit of the summer? Vote yes or no. And I was just like, I can't do this, man. I right. just can't do None this. this I kind of suffered through it. And then they're like, all right, now we're going to build our own fictional theme parks. And I'm like, I'm out. And I just clicked out of the meeting. And I was like, I can't do yeah. this. Like, I just can't do this. I'm fucking infuriated. I'm absolutely right. infuriated because it's also been several other rulings on gun control, on fucking religious freedoms at public schools. Uh, the, the Supreme Court had a field day last week. And and the weeks in the weeks leading up to it, they just they they sat down and made a meal out of it. Yeah, they it, really it's, did. Yeah, it's it's brutal just because these are things. It, it's interesting too, getting Jill's perspective because Jill's an HR, and she's like, "You have no idea what this is going to do to HR people across this country." Like, oh, I can't even begin to imagine the amount of shit that people have to wade through is unbelievable as each state is now going to have their own sorts of things and it is a complete fucking nightmare and my organization i'm I'm proud to say that they were prepared for this that the day that this happened they were like we are going to this is part of our benefits now we're going to offer a certain amount of money if you need to travel to some place to have an abortion they were fucking all over it and i'm super proud of them and their preparation for it they were ready to go but jill made a really interesting point in that our federal government is fading us so failing us so bad that we have to turn to corporate america 
right. to help us with our daily lives in terms of obviously our salary, but also our health benefits in order to get maternity and paternity leave. Like we have to rely on the corporation to do this. And now we're going to have to rely on hopefully certain corporate entities to allow us access to abortion. Like this is not who we want to hitch our wagon to gang. This is not what we want to do. Like we were becoming more and more reliant on our employers to provide right. us with the basic necessities that our federal government won't even cover. Yeah. I mean, if, if capitalism was, wasn't already, you know, ingrained into our, the fiber of our, our national DNA, this just solidifies the, the necessity for corporations and, and the way that they, they operate. This is we're we're getting into this really weird tangled web of just kind of grossness. Um, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and Saudi, you know, mentioned another point too, is that Clarence Thomas has tried to promise even more to come, like potentially, you know, banning contraception, same-sex marriages, like Privacy it's super, it's, it's super gross. It's super duper gross. And the, 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 the Roe v. Wade thing really upsets me. It hits close to home because um, Jill and I tried very hard to have a second child. And in that process, Jill had an ectopic pregnancy, which means there was an egg in her fallopian tubes that was fertilized, but it was lodged in there. And essentially she had to have an abortion to right. remove it because otherwise it would grow and it would burst and she could have severe damage and could potentially die. And I remember right. when this happened because it was late at night, like 10 o'clock at night, Natalie was two years old, maybe tops. Mm -hmm. And because Jill had called because she had had some bleeding and uh, called the doctor. And the doctor was like, yeah, this is what this is. You have to come in here right now. Like, you can't wait. You have to come in here immediately. So at like 1030 at night, Jill, devastated, had to leave and go by herself mm -hmm. to have this done. And I could not go with her. Like, I couldn't. And it broke my heart to be like, I'm sorry because I, well, I can't wake up my daughter to go with you to this appointment. It's just, it, I can't do right. it. So I had to stay behind while she went by herself, by herself right. bravely to go get this thing done. And I just keep thinking, what if we lived in a place where it was like, no, you got, you can't do that. It's like, I'm sorry, what? What if she tra had to travel 700 miles? Right. Or had to, you know, and put herself up in the, you know, and heaven forbid, again, like, we, they, we, and if you live in this country, you've heard people speaking ad nauseum about all the different ways that this uh this this affects people and disproportionately affects you know women of color and those uh under the median income and poor uh families and like it just there's so much and and at the end of the day and uh, this is where the debate again if you're not from america we're kind of laying this out for you to understand this is where the debate really sits is a, this is a larger issue of health care for women Whereas some people are painting it as, you know, the, 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 the right to life and it is completely ignoring the right to the woman's life or the, the, and I don't even want to, I, I struggle saying woman now because of the whole gender thing. So, uh, those who can bear children's, uh, rights to healthcare, like that is, that is what this really comes down to because things exactly like you're saying, like in, in, uh, in, sorry, I'm sorry, say again. topic ectopic pregnancy and so many other things if you're forced to carry it a term or or forced to carry through this could absolutely kill the mother 
And the mother at, at, at that point, the mother is the host for this. Like the mother is alive. The mother is here and has a life. And if something should happen, and we even talked about last night, those who maybe someone, uh, you know, loses the fetus during the pregnancy, they're forced to carry to what would be term and deliver a stillbirth, uh, deliver an, uh, 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 an already deceased baby. The, the mental scarring that goes through that, the the emotional toll. And I understand that we're two cis white males who are talking about this, but I think in this time, I do think it's important that everybody is talking about it. I think it needs to, like, the, the cis white male community has for a long time been uh, not a great community. And I think we need to, we need to voice, uh, the, we need to put our voices out there for, for some sort of semblance of good. Yeah. And so that's why we're talking about how fucked up this decision is. Well, the thing is, I'll never know what it's like to carry a child. I'll never know mm -hmm. what it's like to have to go and get an abortion. And um, from what I can, you know, talk to from Jill to hear from her experience, you know, her perspective, I wish she was here to give it. But I feel like I can do her justice by saying this is that abortions are awesome. No, um, it's that no one enjoys getting an <laughs> abortion. Their, her contention is that no one goes in there like, yippee skippy, right. let's do this. <clears throat> it's right. an incredibly devastating thing to do. And right. the for me, is just that there should always be an option for this. It's the, the choice should be there. And to tell right. someone that, no, you cannot... And under any circumstance, you have to this th this pregnancy has to take place. You right. have no other option. Is bullshit. It's absolute right. and utter bullshit because it's not consistent across the board. If we lived in a country that had universal health care, that had universal child care, that allowed maternity leave for up to a year, I saw a study today from I think one of the pediatric organizations that said breastfeeding for up to a year is the preferred thing because it gives ch ch children the nutrients they need. It helps reduce obesity. It helps give them all these things they need. Jill told me today, she goes, I got 12 weeks off from work. 12 weeks. She goes, that was right. not, uh, no, and I got, she got a couple extra weeks finagled in just so we could get Natalie to daycare. And she goes, that was not enough. She goes, right. I was not ready to hand my child off to someone else and go to work. Right. Her Absolutely. Kid, you know, yeah. and it's, you look at somebody like Sweden that offers both men and the fathers get a year's paternity leave. My like brother-in-law, they were based yeah. in Germany. He got yeah, a whole year for both of his sons. Just right. He got, and he because, got, I think it was like 60 or 70% pay for a year. He got to stay home for an entire right. year with his kids. And, it's, yeah. it's, you know, you don't realize how important that is until you have a fucking kid. Uh, and sure, yeah. Especially, like, everyone has a different experience. Jill and I didn't have family assistance. We just right. lived far away from our families, and we just did it. We did what we could, you know. We, we And Jill also just didn't trust babysitters. So we just... Right. We didn't, we didn't know anybody. We didn't have a good connection. She's like, nah, I can't do it. I just can't hand Natalie over to a stranger. Even if they're vetted, I just can't do it. I'm like, hey, whatever. It's fine. I'm Whatever. I'm cool with it. And so 
that's kind of what we did. But, you know, it's insane because if, if we had those things in place and then you were like still dismantling this, I would still be pissed. But I'd be like, at least we have these foundations. At least we have these things in place, these these institutions in place to help people with this. But now what you're telling them is like, have the baby. That's the only thing that matters. And tough shit after the fact. Because the thing is, the guilt, the judgment still exists after the fact. And, you know, people are, because I hear the people is like, well, just abstinence always works. Go fuck yourself. Listen, sex is a natural thing yeah. that people can do. Okay. And guess what? It takes two people to do it. All right. You want abstinence? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. It takes two people to do this, gang. It takes two people. And the people aren't getting pregnant on their own, gang. Also, who knows what this does for in vitro fertilization, right? Because you take several eggs, try to fertilize them and see what happens. Like this throws everything into utter chaos (laughs) without any thought behind how it will affect people. And yeah. Also, I just disagree with their logic. I'm not a I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a goddamn spaceman. But I can tell you, when you cherry pick shit yes. from this goddamn <clears throat> constitutional doctrine or this idea of like, well, I mean, you got to look at this from the year 1776. You mean when people were enslaved and women didn't have rights? Right. That's the perspective we're looking at here. It's these constitutional purists that drive me up a fucking wall. It's those that hold supposedly hold this document from 250 whatever, however fucking old those countries hold this document, uh, you know, to the to the highest degree. And it should be followed to the letter. But then again, you're cherry picking, because if you want that, you just passed these sweeping gun, the the concealed carry laws, uh, or you know the the Supreme Court just passed on this mm-hmm. oh, good God. federal gun regulation. And uh, if you want to follow it to the letter, if you want to be a constitutional purist, then you your right to bear arms stops. It begins and ends at a musket, and that's it. You don't get AR-15s. You can't conceal uh, a handgun, uh, you know, uh, semi-automatic, whatever, in your fucking no AR-15s, baby. No AR-15s. No hand like. You get a musket. Congratulations. You can have 70 of them. Great. Good on you. Yeah. But again, it, no, we want all of our guns and we want this, but we also want to take away the woman's like it, it's this. It's it's exactly what you said. It's this cherry picking mentality, which is absolute and utter fucking nonsense because it's absolute nonsense. The core of it for me is that I will I will be naive and say that I trusted in our governmental institutions probably way longer than I should have. Right. I grew up believing in majority rules. I grew up believing that we had checks and balances in our government. In my adult life, I see that is not the case. And when I see three judges rammed in by one president right. who then lied under oath in their confirmation hearings about what they would and wouldn't do, and then all of a sudden drastic changes have taken well, place. Wait. A president, mind you, that won that lost the popular vote twice. Yes. Yes. Was impeached twice. Yes. And led an insurrection. Yes. So that should qualify that should disqualify anyone that And he these judges have no term limits. They're there for right. life. And so I look at this, this is and, about sweeping term limits. Yes. Sweeping term across the board. It does not matter what political office you hold. Mm-hmm. There is a there needs to be term limits on every single office. And I understand some of the people on the other side are gonna go, well, it's gonna fuck you down the road. I don't fine. Care. 
That's fine. Fine. You know what? It won't fuck me down the road because how many people at 80 are still employable? Right. Do you have a lot of 80 year olds at your work, Doug? Nope. Bingo. Yeah. 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 Nothing against octogenarians. Nothing against them. There, a lot of them are lovely people, and yeah. I would love to sit and listen to stories from back in the the day. The day the my door dog just blew yeah. open, and yeah, my dog just decided she wanted to come in for the podcast. Exactly. You know? are you gonna you gonna sit here for the podcast, puppy dog? <laughs> but yeah. anyway, yeah. I mean, look uh, again. Uh, people of a certain age uh, still can be wonderful people, but. View we've talked about this. Views can change. Views morph, uh, and it's really hard. Even at at our age, at thirty nine, or well, you're thirty nine. I'm almost thirty nine. Even at our age, you can see how our mindsets have solidified in certain things, and it's hard for us to stay current with new uh, opinions and new trends and new things that are happening in. In the social landscape, we do our best, I think, to do that. But it's we have to work at it. You put someone who's in their 80s and they're making laws still, that's very problematic. Well, it's also, you know, there's a big difference between 1776, 1876, and 1976, and 2022. The amount of change and evolution and modernization right. that happened from 1776 to 1876 was significant, but still we're like, ah, most of this stuff still applies. You get to 1976, there's a drastic difference between that. Doug, and, in the 20 year in 1900 to 1920, the the leaps that we made in home construction yeah. were insane. Mm -hmm. And that's just in one very small field. Yeah. I'm learning about this a lot right now. Mm -hmm. And in 20 years, we came light years. So you're talking in 200 years? You don't think we've come? We need uh, to update some shit? Oh, yeah. I mean, just 1900 to 1968. 1900, people born in the back of a wagon. 1968, people were on the fucking moon. Like, that there span of time. And we still yeah. look at this document that was written by slave owners and people yeah. who would have a heart attack if they saw a fucking refrigerator. And we're just like, we got to live by this document. It's like, these. no, we don't. Like, right. listen, we this was the foundation for us to move forward. It's not some sacred text that we have to go back and abide by. We can change it. There are amendments like they exist. Right. And anyone who looks at that and just wants to jerk off on it, you know, just but but wouldn't dare because you'd hate to smear your seed on top of all of these just beautiful <laughs> well, men who wrote this. It's like, yeah. how old were these guys when they wrote it anyway? Were they like 20-year-olds? I don't even know. Like, I don't understand the age of these people. Jesus Christ, that's a great... I mean, they uh, seem like they were they were 50s, but they were probably like 26 years old, right? Like, I mean, who yeah. knows? But... Who wrote the Declaration? <laughs> how old... Who wrote the Constitution? <laughs> we're fucking idiots. The point being, while Justin looks that up, is just that... We are allowed to change. We have changed, and we should absolutely adapt with the times. For someone to to take away rights from somebody because the of delegates, de sorry, delegates ranged in age from twenty six to eighty one. There you go, right? And the gamut. Listen, you got a twenty six year old in there. Imagine a twenty six year old to an eighty. Let's I don't know how many people there were. Let's say there was twenty, and you had that range of people. They're like, we're gonna write a document for government, right, guys? It was a draft, okay? It was a rough draft of an idea that people were like, this works, and they moved forward with it, okay? They moved forward with it. Slotty says Thomas Jefferson was thirty three. Dear God, Justin, what were we doing at thirty three? 
Okay. Oh, I, I, yeah, I don't even want, I don't think I'm allowed to say on the podcast what I was doing right. at 33. Like, yeah. listen, to, to be like, I'm going to write a constitutional doc. Guys, we can change this. We right. are allowed to do this and we should. These things that they wrote, because anytime everyone wants to make the argument, it's like, yeah, but you got to go back to 7076 and look at the dictionary for what those words meant at that time. I'm like, they had slaves. They had slaves. Okay. I'm not trusting people who had slaves. It was a different mindset, a different time. Should we adjust right. that for where we are today? Because that makes the most sense. Let's do that. Okay? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, long story short, this has been hard. This has been tough. Um, it seems like every day there's a new hit coming. I know there's going to be a ruling on the EPA shortly, which is probably going to be another dumpster fire. It's going to be another, yeah. like, three fingers in your asshole. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know what to say. I don't know what the, I, the point of bringing this up is I just want to be like, listen, uh, we've avoided a lot of hot button topics. This is like nobody needs to hear from us on right. this shit. We, neither one of us were like, we're like we have opinions. Past, but I'll say know. this over the past six and a half years, almost seven years yeah. now that we've been doing this. Some things have happened yeah. that we could have easily spent many hours talking about. Yeah. And we've avoided them. Yeah. Traditionally. This is just one of those things where I'm like. I seriously am concerned for our country. Um, I'm embarrassed for our country. I'm embarrassed at how things are run and, and, and what we're doing as humans in this space. Right. And um, I'm done hoping for the best, I think. I'm done thinking that somehow this is going to peacefully resolve. I don't think it will. I think this is coming to a head. I think it's coming to a... It'll come to a violent place eventually if this keeps up. Um, because you can't take away rights like this consistently and continually. No. <laughs> without there no. being repercussions. So... I, I've, been, I've said it for the past six years now, I think, uh, ever since, you know, Trump came in, uh, yeah, I, I'm, and I'm far from that. I'm not saying I coined this idea, but I've been saying it for a long time as, as of many, 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 many people, but there is a civil war coming. It's, we are in the throes of the beginning of it, I think, but I truly do think we will have uh, a second civil war in this country and a, a like an all out knockdown drag out. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna come, it's going to come to where we draw front lines, I think. And it's, well, it's, it terrifies the shit out of me. I think what's... Because I don't know where you how you come back from this. Because well, the problem is that everyone has lost faith, faith in institutions. Some of them legitimately, some of them believe wild conspiracy theories. Right. So because there's lack of faith, people don't trust what they hear. And therefore, everything doesn't... If something doesn't fit their narrative... Right then they're going to lose their minds and they're just going to go to war. And it's, there's too much misinformation and disinformation going around. There's too many people seeking confirmation bias to meet what they want. And unless that stuff is met, they're, they're not, they're not going to have it. So it's a dangerous time. Um, I'd like to think, you know, in my mind, anyone who's involved with the insurrection last year needs to be punished. They need to be held mm -hmm. accountable. They need to be removed but from at office. Every level. At every yep. level, need to be removed from office. They need to be expunged. Um, they should be expunged from society. They should be... Um, if, if I find out, if I'm ever doing business with anybody or meet anyone who is involved with that, I will cease 
relationships with them immediately. Immediately. Immediately, because th- that person, as far as I'm concerned, is a traitor. You're a traitor yep. to our comp- to our country and our company, our company yep. of America. You're a our traitor, company. and you have not. Um, because you didn't, you didn't want to believe the outcome because it didn't suit your narrative. You decided yeah. to take up arms against the government. And because there are currently no accountability for that, there's no trust there. Those people are thriving. Those people are thriving on the local level. And until that stuff gets rectified, if that gets rectified, there may be a chance for things to calm down. If that doesn't happen, if this continues, people start getting their rights stripped away there will be problems. There will be violence and we'll have to see what comes out the other end. So that's kind of how I feel about it, which, you know, and I look at my daughter and I'm like, I hope you enjoyed the carnival kiddo. Yeah. Cause I did have, have fun when you can. That's, that's the take, take the wins where you can get them. Enjoy it kiddo. Yeah. And, and from a, a a larger level um, for whatever it's worth, uh, Doug and I and the Mind Gap brand support women, support those who are able to bear children, whatever gender they identify with. We are there for you. We've got your back, um, and we will do anything we can. Um, if it's using this platform, I, if you want to use this platform, it's not small, but we're a mighty crew, you know. Or sorry, it is small. It's not large, yeah. uh, but you know, small but mighty is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, look, we're we're in we're in that corner. We're we're with you. So uh, we just wanted to we're drawing the line in the sand. Like this is where this is where we stand. And yeah. when it's I think it's important for people to to make that. Yeah, and, and I think it's important because a lot of this stuff is outside of my purview. I'll be honest, I don't understand how a lot of the government works. I don't. Oh no, I don't need. I, I think we. We made that quite clear when yeah. we just didn't know who wrote the Constitution. Right. I don't. I don't know how that stuff works. I don't know the processes. Um, I rely on expert people that have expert opinions to help me figure this out. And so, a lot of times, I feel lost and I don't know what any of this means. Um, look, I lean more towards the liberal side of things. And if you are looking for a great source of information um, that kind of has that bias, I guess is what I'll call it. Pod Save America. It's uh, run by four guys that started their own media company called Crooked Media. They used to work under the Obama administration, and they do Pod Save the World, Pod Save America, and a whole bunch of other podcasts where they break down different things. And I listen to that to get a really good idea on these experts of what's going on and because they've been through a lot of this sort of stuff and how and what, what they, what's next, what they can do, what you can do, how you can contribute. Because a lot of times I'm like, I don't know what I can do. Like, right. I, I just don't know what's possible. They give you really good options on things you can do if you want to donate, what you can do if you have time and not money, what you can do to help out with the cause. I recommend Pod Save America. They're great. Um, you can go to votesaveamerica.org. They have all sorts of stuff up. I think they call it like fuck the, fuck the something fund so they can basically help with funding different stuff for the Roe v. Wade stuff. So that's my recommendation. If you're feeling lost and overwhelmed, um, that's my recommendation. Go check yeah. out, you know, votesaveamerica.org and, you know, Pod Save America. You know, find that sort of stuff and look for the great ways to contribute yeah. with your time. So, okay. Thank you for allowing us to kind of get that off our chest. It feels good. It feels good to talk about that. Um, a lot of times I have opinions about things, but I'm like, ah, no one needs to hear Doug's hot take on this sort of stuff. And this one felt important. So, and even though he thinks that, he still gives you his hot take. 
Yeah, just not on necessarily on the air. So <laughs> I'm like, ah, no one needs to know. But that's that's how I feel about it. But do you have a hot take? I do have a hot take. I do have a t- I hot take. I feel like you have a hot take on on something that just uh, wrapped up season one and hopefully the yeah. only season. I also uh, want to apologize. If you're watching this live, my internet's kind of going in and out right now. So apologies if it's buffering and whatnot. Um, I promise the full episode will be available for you with un, un, uninterrupted. So apologies there. Of course, this would happen. We joked about it beforehand and here it is. But on with the show. So just finished Obi-Wan. Yes. Um, show that came out on Disney Plus. I was lukewarm at best for this show. You were um, Luke Skywalker at best on it. I was Luke Luke Skywalker at best. Lukewarm Skywalker. Um, I just, I was like, man, I don't really need to know what happened to Obi Wan during mm-hmm. between end of Revenge of the Sith and the beginning of New Hope. Like, I just. <laughs> I know he was hanging out in Tatooine watching Luke. I'm sure there were some adventures. Don't really care what they were. <laughs> well, I think uh, <clears throat> I think this this is a perfect example. I, I don't think I don't know if we could, in recent memory, come up with a more perfect example of to illustrate what we've said for a while about prequels. And you've said it for a long time, and you finally got me on board with it. But and and here's spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched it. Uh, just know that, right? Cover your ears. Uh, cover your ears, um, or hit that thirty second forward button um, yeah, several times because we're going to be talking about it. Yeah. Um, but who was the Inquisitor uh, that kind of turned good at the end, or turned Riva? Riva. So when Riva was standing it over Luke with her lightsaber drawn. And I think this is one of the one of the most prime examples in this uh, series. She was standing over Luke with her lightsaber drawn and she was going to strike him down because she needed to wipe out all four sensitive people, yada, yada, yada. And they built this giant moment up and it cut to black, slow fade in at, at dusk when they're looking for Luke and she comes walking through the sands of Tatooine with this limp, body in her arms and she lays Luke down and <gasps> oh you know Owen and uh and 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 uh Uncle Ben and and you know Kenobi and all they're like oh my god is he dead there was less than zero emotion on my side I'm like yeah. he's not dead like there's no there was no stakes throughout the entirety the entirety of the show mm-hmm. did not at one point feel worried excited uh it it was just a big old bunch of neutral yeah that, that's, and a, that's the problem with sequels well that that was a ex- perfect sum, summary of how i felt about the show because uh, let's name off some of the characters okay obi-wan i can't <laughs> obi-wan <laughs> darth vader darth vader leia luke right owen owen's lady Bad. i forget her name yeah, I mean, I said Obi Wan, so you know, there you go. Oh, uh, oh wait, no, oh, you are right. No, Ben is. I thought it was Uncle Ben. It's Uncle Owen. Uncle yeah. Ben is the right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So there are six people right there, right? Yep. Um, Qui Gon. Qui Gon. Uh, there, so there's six people. I would argue those are maybe six of the main characters of the show. Mm-hmm. Stormtrooper one. <laughs> Stormtrooper <laughs> two. Um. So, 
th- there's and, and those characters are focused on heavily. Yeah. And so when in fact one of them has their name in the title of the show. Right. So when Leia is kidnapped, I'm not worried about whether or not she's going to live. Nope. When Luke, like you said, that's a perfect like scene. I'm like, he's fine. Yep. Um when Darth Vader and Obi-Wan fight the first time and then the they second know. time I'm like, well, they're both going to be okay. Yep. Um I'll say this. The f- the first 3 quarters that second fight scene they had where Obi-Wan fully remembered or realized his potential. The first three quarters of that fight scene were fantastic because that's that's the fight scene that I've been waiting for between Vader and Obi-Wan. I'm like, that's cool. We at least get to see these two force powerhouses go against each other. Visually, it was great. And then after the first three quarters, I was like, cool. We all know how this is going to end. In some sort of a draw, we can be done. We saw the cool visuals. This satisfies it. Let's just fade to black. Mm-hmm. We don't need to see the rest of it. Well, that's that's the thing is like, it, had this been told in sequential order, it be I'd feel differently about it, right? Sure, like if yeah. we if we finish Return of the Sith, Revenge, Revenge of the Sith, and then we get this, it's like oh shit! Like I yeah, feel absolutely. like I, there's there's pure Star Star Wars fans out there that really enjoy this. I'm not trying to take anything away from you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I think Jamie Jirak said that this was like perfect. She loves Revenge of the Sith, and this was like a nice compliment to that. I'm like, hey, more power to you. That's great. I am no way trying to take away from your enjoyment of that stuff. For me, this has always been my problem with this sort of stuff is we know how this is going to end. Right. There is There are no surprises for me. Oh, no, this ancillary character died, and she sacrificed herself using a thermonuclear detonator. Okay. Whoop-de-doo. Right. Um, oh, no. Alderaan's okay, you know. Oh no, Leia's dad's gonna live. Like I, there's just there's no tension, there's no stress for me. Is right. it kind of cool, I guess, to see a little bit more of what? Oh, you know what? Obi Wan was doing exactly what I thought it was doing, jerking off into the desert. Like that's, you know, the guy was just whatever, you know. Um, feed those sandworms. Got to feed those sandworms, man. Like I just, I had no, I just did. I was, I looked, I just watched it going like, huh, okay. And I want to I want to pose this, and you may not be the person to answer this, but hey, to the people that responded to my Star Wars, my bitchy Star Wars short, thank you for being kind. I was being a dick, and you were cool about it. But let me ask this: This is, and I, if someone can prove me wrong in this, I'm open to it. All right, I found it weird that Obi Wan and Leia had this really cool adventure, right? But when you go to A New Hope. When Leia is asking for Obi-Wan, right? She's like, Obi-Wan, you served my father in the Clone Wars. It seemed as if she doesn't know who he is. Her message, and I guess she doesn't meet up with Obi-Wan in A New Hope because Obi-Wan separates from Luke and everyone else to turn off the tractor beam and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, There is a part where Luke saves her and says, Obi-Wan's here, and she's like, he's here. I don't know. I got the vibe from A New Hope that Leia doesn't really know Obi Wan that well, and after right. and again, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. By all means, let's have a discussion. Leave a comment. You know, uh, shoot us a message. Let us know. I got the feeling it was more like, "Hey, my dad gave me your card when everything went tits up, so I'm calling you now." You know, my dad. You served him in the Clone Wars. Uh, we got a problem. Can you help me? You're kind of my only hope here. 
Like, can you help so me let out? Me ask you this. <clears throat> How old was Leia supposed to be in this uh, series? Was she seven, ten, How four? How old is Princess? One? I don't know, kids. Leia in Obi Wan. Tell me, ten years old. Ten years old. Okay. It's on the cusp, but do you remember a lot of your parents' friends from when you were 10 years old? What's going on? I don't uh, like the fist. Did you click on Rule 34? Because you no, should not. Have. I think if this is correct, Prince, wait, hold on a second here. Princess Leia was a clone? No, I was like, how old? Early onset dementia. <laughs> well, it says um, it says she was 16 years old, but I don't know if that's accurate in A New Wait, Hope. Wait, in this show? In A New Hope. Oh, in A New... Yeah, I think they were... They, I, I do think they were meant to be younger. I definitely think they were meant to be like... like, like Luke was definitely like a pestilent teenager. Yeah. Uh, was it years after episode four birthday? What the fuck? So she was between 16 and 19 years old or right, episode four. She was okay. So this, this site says she was 19. She's been somewhere between 16 and 19 years old. I'm sorry. When you go on a, if you, your argument is, would she remember since she was 10? Is that your yes. argument? Okay. That, well, yeah, exactly. Listen, when you go visit your distant cousins up at the lake for a weekend, are you going to remember them? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. When you get kidnapped and you get saved by a fucking space wizard with a <laughs> lightsaber sword and Doug, could you not could one not argue that being taken up to a family vacation is very akin to kidnapping when you're that age? Ah, uh, yeah, I guess yeah, probably. It's against your or, will. Or let me put it this way, maybe you grow up at 10 years old. You grow up with droids and space travel and aliens. You're in that world. Is a wizard that that really hard to wrap your head around? Yeah, in a world where all the wizards have been murdered, murdered by the Empire. I'm just saying. I'm just know. saying. Yeah, she know. would She would know Obi-Wan. Right, they had a huge bond. He saved her life. He came back to save her. Like She was like, he will come for me. Like He's... Yeah, but kids are stupid. The kids are I don't dumb. Remember. I would argue that he whole that is the thing. event that put her on the track to become a politician and a leader. Like that whole event was so a catalyst maybe, for her. Maybe that the thing is though, maybe her message in R two D two was encoded. Wait, maybe also she, hold on. How old is Obi Wan in Obi Wan? He's like in his fifties, I think, right? Because if this is a six to nine years difference, Obi Wan ages terribly in that amount of time. <laughs> Does time is time different on Tatooine than in Alderaan? <laughs> because he comes a severely the, old man in that amount of time. Tatooine is a rugged planet. Hey, man, it's, it's the not, outer rim. <laughs> you're sand blowing, right? Like, there's a lot. It's a rough planet to live on. She's a princess. She's got creams and ointments, and she's got skincare products. She's taken care of. Yeah. So I'm just saying. That math is not adding up. I'm sure someone will be like, well, actually, technically speaking. And that's fine. And to those people, great. Please give me the I'm information. Saying, maybe her message in R2-D2, maybe she was encoding it. Maybe she was trying to put some more distance, playing the role a little bit. Because in case it got intercepted. I mean, the message is the same. 
she wanted it to look like she didn't know him that well. She calls him Obi-Wan Kenobi. She says her father helped her. I mean, she basically is like, help me and save these droids. The Empire's after us. She's like, well, they're not telling him that we went on that adventure when I was 10. It's almost like this leg of the story wasn't written back in 1970, whatever. I think you're right, which is why they probably shouldn't tell the story. I mean, that's my thing. Um, I also, I also saw, baby. I also saw someone post like, oh man, there's so many great stories about Padawan, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn. They should do a whole series on that. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to see the adventures of young Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn. I don't fucking care. Those are side adventures. Can we just get out of this fucking timeline and do anything else? Anything else? Yeah. Like what? Like we, there's, that I would love to see. I would for a long time. I would. I would love to see uh, when the Jedi were first formed. Because yeah. you talk about some of the old lore with yes. when the lightsabers still had yeah. like, tubes on them and they were on packs. Like set it in some sort of a Game of Thronesian yeah. style, old medieval. But they've got lightsaber like. How cool would a period piece like that be? I think that'd be that'd be wild. That's why I like that anime series with it. It was like, okay. hey, this isn't fucking Skywalkers, you know? Right. This is brand new material. Let's do that. I'm all for that. I know they have a series coming out that's based on the old Republic. Great. Let's go see what that's about. I'm thrilled with that. Jared, I'm gonna have to agree to disagree with you, buddy. The story is good. The story is fine. It's fine. But I, you know what, Jared, let me walk that back. The story is good if you watch it in a particular order. If you were to watch this story as it's linearly told, it's probably a pretty fucking cool story. But if you are me and you started with A New Hope, watched the original trilogy, then watched the prequels, then watched the sequel trilogy, and Obi-Wan show doesn't do much for you. <laughs> because it's like, I know what happens. I know what happens. There's no tension whatsoever. The six characters that we named off the top of our head are going to live. There's not going to be any problems. You know, this, no one's going to die. We're going to be okay. Also, to, I'm sorry. You go ahead. Then I'll add my, my final little note on that. No, no. Go ahead and put the period. Well, it's going to be like, this is more of a nitpicky thing. I feel like in this universe, people, for as bad as they are and ruthless as they can be, they let people live a lot. Fair. Like... Like, you know, Obi-Wan, I understand why he didn't kill Anakin, but also it's pretty dick to be like, hey, I cut off your legs and one of your arm. I'm just leave you by this lava. All right, see ya. I'll let you burn to death. I won't give you the right. honorable death and kill you. Okay, whatever. I feel like that's worse than just killing him. Second, it's like when Reva, you know, like Vader just lets her live. He's just like, all right, see you later, kiddo. It's like, what? what? You're just going to let her, you're going to let her live? What are we doing? It was very off-putting to hear James Earl Jones say kiddo, too. Right? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> get out of here, bitch. He just like walks away. <laughs> yeah. To Jared's point, I will say that if, if as, as its own standalone thing, yes, I think the, the story arc of, of this story itself was compelling. It was good. It was a well-told, visually pleasing story. Uh, I think the Star Wars, uh, I think the, all the Star Wars series, TV series, suffer from CG 
uh, a CG ceiling. They all seem to hit the ceiling somewhere. Um, it was egregious in Boba Fett. It was way better in this one. Still definitely some issues. I think Mandalorian has taken the cake for probably best overall series um, from all different standpoints. But from originality to CG to yada, 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 yada. But um, I think f- from a, a standalone, if you compartmentalize this one, it in and of itself as a six-part series was was very good. I agree with that. That being said you cannot divorce yourself from the knowledge that you have watching them in the order that we've watched them. And thus it just, you can't get away from it falling into prequels are very hard to do because like you can't force yourself to be worried about the stakes. You can enjoy the story for what it is, but there's no tension in the story Mm -hmm. period. And I think that's a, it's a very, very hard order. Uh, It's, it's, it's a tall order to fill. I agree with you. I thought it was filmed really well. Um, I thought the acting was fine. Um, you know, the fight with Vader and Obi-Wan was fine. But for me, the biggest issue is there's just no tension. I know the outcomes of all these things. I'm very much a person that I, I need to not, I can't know the full story arc here because it's just, I'm like, great, they're fighting. Because it seems to me almost just gratuitous at that point. It feels like people are like, well... People were wondering what it'd be like if uh, Obi-Wan and Vader fought after Revenge of the Sith. Uh, why don't we do that? It almost feels like a Michael Bay, like, you know, it's really cool. Check out this cool explosion. What if we made a movie around this explosion? You know, let's do that. It's like, you know what would be really cool? What's young Leia like? What's young Luke like? Not much. He's also jerking <laughs> off in the desert. Um, but, yeah. you know, it, so I, I appreciate what they're trying to do. But for me personally... It, it, it was just, it was a nothing show. I didn't hate it, but I was just, no. I watched it being like, eh, you know. I was entertained by it, but it started and ended there. And Jared, you're saying we're overthinking it. Have you ever listened to our show before? We overthink everything. That's the premise of this show. Also, I take issue with me overthinking it because I've watched the entire show and this is a small chapter that comes before everything that I know about the show. I'm overthinking it. I'm sorry, sir. I know how this show ends. Obi-Wan lives, Darth Vader lives, Luke lives, Leia lives, Alderaan's okay. So when we see Obi-Wan and they're like, oh no, they kidnapped Leia. I know what's going to happen. They're going to be fine. That just, if everything that exists in this, aside from being like, oh, let's watch this for the visuals, evaporates. I have, there's nothing for me in the show. I I will say I was very worried about Flea's character and we never saw him die. That's true. So I'm crossing my fingers that we see him again i hope so fingers crossed and and what about uh what about uh kumail nanjiani you know the fake jedi yes. what's going on with him you know he's life well, now this is where this is where i'm seeing an eternals crossover <laughs> i love tent he's like alderaan's okay for now <laughs> exactly for now guess what yeah. darth vader's okay for now yeah luke's okay for now for now yeah. But I think I truly I, I think that'd be amazing if we could uh, if if Kumel was the one who led the Star Wars Marvel crossover that would be go. fucking amazing. I love Kumel. I love seeing him. I'd be down for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm like cool. Let's do it. So overall, yeah. the show was fine. It was fine. I'm not mad that I watched it. Yeah. But I also was like, well, <laughs> and there was character stuff, and we get to have stories branch off from it. What stories, Jared? What stories, Flea. Doug? I'm telling you, flee. What stories are we going to have? We're going to have the story of Obi-Wan buying cheap real estate in Tatooine. Are we going to have Luke really trying to 
He didn't buy shit. He squatted. You know, uh, are we going to have Luke really mastering moisture farming during his teen years? You know, are we going to really get into... Was moisture farming just code for jerking off? Yeah, exactly. How do you think they get all the moisture? <laughs> that blue milk. Right, yeah, blue milk. Got to come from somewhere. Are we going gonna to see how Leia becomes a politician as she goes through all this sort of stuff? Listen, I don't... Hey, if you want to see the stories, see Leia attending pre-law classes, pre-law, right? She's just you see her going through, you know, necessary like what necessary corruption exists in politics, how to deal with that. Next, it turns into House Disney of Cards, series, but with Star Wars, you know. Yeah, the next Disney Plus series is called Alderaan You, and it's and it's a preteen. It's like it's very much like a CW show. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, there are there are gaps here that don't need to be filled. Okay, mm. this. Well, there's a story of the third sister, the fake Jedi that you mentioned, Ice Cube's son. We don't need to know about these characters, Jared. We don't. Uh, they could be saved for comics. I don't I don't personally need a show. You know, that's, you know, let's see how Palps gets it on and has a kid, I guess. Right? I mean, you're right, Tim. Oh, man. That's yeah. a thing. He procreates. Jared, I fucking love you, man. They're adding characters that branch off away from the Skywalkers. Thank God. And let's and you know what? How about this, Jared? Let's just focus on the old Republic show. Let's just do that. I think you and I can agree. We can start fresh there. Anything within this Skywalker saga timeline, I'm over it, man. I'm over it. I don't need any side quests or anything. I, I know how it turns out. I'm good. <laughs> I do like how worked up you're getting about this. After last week, you did a rant about Star Wars fans and how measured their responses are. Yeah, that was sarcasm, Justin. My daughter would have, you know what my daughter would have said? She would be like, that's sarcasm. I'm like, you're right, child. Thank you. She can call that out. Guess what, gang? It's time for our new segment. It's back. It's back. It's back again. And still without a theme song. One no. day we'll get there. One Don't day worry. we'll get there. Actually, I, I'm going to send you a couple of links to get you uh, get your juices flowing, Justin. All right. Um, you gonna help gonna, me moisture farm? I'll get your moisture farm all moistured up. Uh, so we're gonna be doing another segment of anime out of context. If you're not familiar with what this is, I cook up a scene from an anime, and Justin has never seen. I don't think Justin's seen any anime. And so what I do is I pull this scene out of context, and I type it up, and I hand it to Justin, and we read it cold, and I get assign Justin a character. And I tell him, this is what we're doing. I give him extremely minimal context, and we just go with it. So the idea is to have Justin try to figure out what the fuck is going on. So if you would like to contribute to this, all you got to do is either send us a message on our social media. You can email us, mindgappodcast.gmail.com. You can join our Discord and head down to the Anime Out of Context channel and post yourself a link to a document with a script. Now, here's what we ask. We ask that you give the name of the anime, the episode, and you have to type it out. You have to type out the script. Sorry, it's got to do it. And then just assign who's going to be reading what. I would love to get a taste of my own medicine from you, uh, chopping up a little piece and being like, here you go, Doug. Here's some anime you've never seen. Good luck. So about me? No, I'm just, uh, just the, the oh. royal you. So okay. Justin's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You looked right down the barrel of the camera, and I was just like, I forgot we were streaming. And That's I'm right. like, you, you forgot there's audience here? Yeah. So, all right. So, this week, this comes from, oops, I forgot. I, I didn't put the name of the uh, one. All right. So, this comes from the show One Punch Man. This is from <clears throat> season one, episode one, called The Strongest Man. Justin, I have highlighted 
your character, okay. uh, characters, I should say, in the, re the the blue. So you will be reading those. Okay. Am I, is it Crabalante? It's Crabalante. I'm saying Crabalante. You do whatever you want. All right. All right. Slotty says, I finally picked a scene. I'm working on transcription. You're awesome, Slotty. All right. Justin, are you ready? Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, no. Uh, yes is premature. Hold on. Uh, I just want to see how far. Okay. So just over four pages. <clears throat> and your character's name is? It doesn't matter. You're not going to be saying my name. Got it. All right. Okay. But you usually tell me, you give me something with these characters. Like they are cocky. They are. Uh, okay. Okay. For the first time. Your character. Usually give me something that I can base it around. Yes. No, that's fair. That's fair. Your character is terrorizing humans. Terrorizing humans. Okay. Yes. And Great. you, as you read your lines, you'll get an idea as to why you're terrorizing humans. We live in a universe where there are a lot of monsters, okay? And you're playing okay. one of those monsters, all right? You're also playing another character at some point. So I was going to say, is, is Big Chin Kid? Yes, is, you'll be uh, playing Big Chin Kid as well. Is he a monster? No, not technically, but you'll see. You'll get a lot from the stage directions here. So, <coughs> Oh, boy. Here we, right, go. here we go. Here we go. A man and a woman sprint down a street screaming in terror as a large creature lumbers forward. It has the torso of a large red crab, pinchers and all. Its bottom half is that of a man wearing tidy whities It clucks arrogantly as it approaches a man in a business suit holding a briefcase. Huh. You sure you don't want to run away? The businessman sighs apathetically. <sighs> I bet you're a newly employed businessman already tired of work. I ate too much crab and transformed into this crabalante. Why aren't you running? You've got a death wish. Is that it? Uh, well, not quite. I'm no businessman. I'm unemployed. Right now, I'm looking for a job. I had another interview today and got rejected royally. I could care less about anything. So, uh, I'm in no mood to run just because the mighty Crabalante has appeared. So, what'll happen if I don't run? Crabalante's eyes grow big and he shows a sinister smile. Your eyes are lifeless. Just like mine. From one set of lifeless eyes to another. I'll let you go. Besides, right now I'm hunting different prey. A big-chinned brat. And when I find him, I'm going to rip his arms off. Saitama and Kravlante walk their separate ways. Saitama walks by a playground and sees a young boy with a chin that either looks like a thick with three C's ass or at least C-cup breasts for a chin. He is kicking a ball around. Saitama stares. What are you looking at? Internally, Saitama says, A big chin brat. If he's caught, he's dead. Hey, kid, were you messing around with a big crab monster? Such a direct question. Answer the question! Huh? He was asleep in the park, so I drew some nipples on him with my marker. Internally, it's definitely him. He has no idea what he's done. What do I do? I could still help, but man, this kid isn't cute at all. It's none of my business. I should just walk away, right? I mean, who really cares? I found you. Crablante grins sadistically and thrusts his pinchers at the big chin kid. Sidema dives and pushes the boy out of the way at the last minute. 
Internally, Saitama says, what the hell am I doing? Huh? Kid, he's after you. Get out of here. Don't worry about me. Just go. But with my soccer ball. Your ball? Hey, what's the big idea? Don't tell me you're going to protect that stinking brat. Come on. You're going to kill him over some harmless prank? Think about this. I've already mutilated lots of people. Whoever makes... Whoever makes fun of the way I look pays the price. No exceptions. By the way, that brat drew nipples on my body with a permanent marker. Look at these claws. I can't even use a towel to wipe it off. Get in my way, and I'll make sure you never go job hunting again. There's a brief moment of tension as Saitama and Krablante stare at each other. Saitama suddenly starts to laugh uncontrollably. <laughs> It just came to me. You look exactly like a villain from this anime I used to watch. Krablante swings his giant claw, striking Saitama, sending him high in the air before he crashes into a nearby swing set. Krablante moves close to Big Chin Kid and towers over him. Die! Big Chin Kid cries out in fear. Suddenly, a rock hits Krablante in the side of his face. Saitama is alive! He stumbles forward. Oh... Hold it right there. In this age of declining birth rates, I can't just let you kill a kid. You know what? When I was a little boy, I wanted to be a hero. Not a businessman. But a hero could send rotten villains like you flying with one punch. Screw looking for a job. Bring it on. Sidemon removes his jacket and undoes his tie before balling up his fists. Crablante quickly lands two powerful swipes. At Saitama, knocking him to the ground. Some hero you are. Some hero you are. You don't stand a chance against me. Your life ends now. Krablante swipes at Saitama, who dodges and pushes off Krablante's arm and wraps his tie around Krablante's eye. As Saitama lands, he pulls hard on his tie, ripping out Krablante's eye. The creature's ow. organs begin poising. He's just say, ow. <laughs> The creature's organs begin pouring out of the eye socket, and it falls down to the ground dead. The big chin kid stares on, dumbfounded. Cut to Saitama standing in a grocery store, staring at chopped... Uh, <laughs> typo. I put ty ch chopped crap. It should be crab. Ch <laughs> chopped crab in a plastic-sealed container. He is bald and is wearing a yellow superhero suit with red gloves and a white cape. He stares off as if visiting a distant memory, internally. Has it really been three years since then? After that day, I trained so hard, I went bald. I became so powerful, no one could beat me. I'm the hero I dreamed of becoming. So what is this? What's wrong? Why does my heart feel so empty? And scene. For the record, that's also why I'm bald. I, you trained I so trained hard. so hard. I went bald. <laughs> it's a very real problem. <laughs> Honestly, it affects so many people in America. Training too hard. It affects one out of no one. <laughs> <sighs> so, Justin, what are you? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that scene? Well, I like the fact that they referenced anime inside an anime show. I thought that was deliciously meta. Just, mwah. um, it it seems. <laughs> It just seems like such, it seems like such, such direct dialogue. <laughs> just 
I'll bet you're a newly employed businessman already tired of work. I ate too much crab and transformed into this. Like, it's so pointed and specific. Well, Your eyes are lifeless, just like mine. <laughs> <laughs> there were some great moments that you caught me. I tried to power through as you were laughing. Um, well, thankfully, I don't I don't see you when I, I've got this oh, in a good. tab, so I didn't see a, a yeah. thing you were doing. I've um, got you on a couple monitors, so like okay. I can see your reactions as I'm doing this, and I'm like, oh, we yeah. got to gotta stay it. <laughs> the de- declining birth rates really got you on that. That one. got me really good. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. So... One Punch Man is actually a satire on anime. Um, oh, it is. Yes. Okay, it's it's essentially about a character who can kill all of these bad guys with one punch. He comes up, <laughs> so punches up, and he's super OP. And he's just he he does he's a he does he's a hero as a hobby. That's his thing. Um, and but he's what he's a software analyst by by trade, right? He's just a guy that like obviously he has trouble getting a job. You know, whatever. But he decided he wanted to be a hero, and he's one of the most powerful heroes. But he looks like a huge dork. He's bald. He's got a really stupid outfit, but he's so powerful. It's just the first episode's fantastic because you see him like out just doing whatever he's doing, and this creature will just because this is what happens in anime. These creatures just show up, and they have these ridiculous backstories. They're like, because of you humans and your disregard for the environment, all of your pollutants have transformed me into the being that I am, and now you will bow before me. And during this monologue, he's just staying there, and he goes, huh? And he punches them, and they explode, (laughs) and they just and they die. He's just like. But also at the same time, he's depressed because he's so powerful, nothing can challenge him. So he's like, I thought this was going to be a good fight. And he just sort of like carries on. Interesting. All right. Yeah. And uh, Slotty mentions it's specifically a satire of shonen anime, which is there's a lot of. I don't know all the specifics on that sort of stuff, but it's there's all these characters that have huge backstories, you know. Like that one I, I told you was like, yeah, the Plutons. He's like, yeah, I, uh, I just trained every day. I, I'm a hero for fun. Hero's a hobby. Yeah. Like, what kind of backstory is that? That's what like the villain actually says to him. He's just saying so, that you, you got these ridiculous creatures. Like this guy's like, I ate so much crab, I turned into a half crab. It's like, right. okay. So this, so the 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 insanely direct dialogue, uh, the very on the nose dialogue, is on purpose. Yes, it's also it. pretty common in anime. Okay, <laughs> it's pretty got common. It. People are like you're like, well, that is rather direct. Because they also give you clues to what's going on. Because a lot of times, anime it just starts. There's not a. I mean, there is some that will give you a lot of backstory, but a lot of time it's like, boom, you're in it. Let's go. And then you'll kind of see like some flashbacks, and it'll kind of give you some context to what's going on. But like, yeah, this anime starts with this thing attacking people. There's alarms going on. It's like monster alert, monster alert. It's in city block D. It's like okay, so we're in a world where these monsters just show up and they send heroes to try and stop them and. What's really going on? You slowly learn more and more as as time goes on. What's what? But you just see all these like ridiculous creatures and and monsters, and this guy just goes, yeah, punches them, and they just explode, and it's very entertaining. All so. right, fair enough. Well, thank you. And honestly, I gotta say, man, kudos to you. You did a really great job with your voice choice. I thought that was perfect. Well, thank you for both for both the the, the kid and the uh, <laughs> crab lante. Well done. Hey, well, look, uh, you know, sometimes the characters just. Uh, Speak through you. I they don't do. know what to say. They yeah, come, they come to you, and you gotta, you know, you just, you just are, you know. So well yep. done, and thanks for always being a good sport about this. I appreciate these are, you. Yeah, I have a blast doing these. Absolutely, have a blast doing them. Yeah. So I'm waiting for the day where one of these gets me to watch anime. 
Yeah, I don't know. That's not my goal necessarily. Um, my goal. I know. Was- I just think that'd be a, a fun, uh, a, a fun uh, fallout from this. Is that I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm really into this. You're series, like, you but- know what? Fuck it. I'll give it a try. And then you're like, right, I got to admit, Doug, I'm into it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it's definitely a different way of storytelling, and and I think I'm compelled by. It. I think a lot of Western audiences are compelled because the storytelling is so unique. It's not it's something we're not right. used to. So it, it people just kind of fall in love with it. So, but there's a lot of weird shit out there too. So you know. Anyway, thank you for being a good sport, sir. I appreciate you. And I look forward to Jared and Slotty. I look forward to your submissions. I can't wait to be completely blindsided. So, and be like, great, I'm going to wait into an anime I've never heard of and be like, here we go. Uh, That will be fun. Yes, it'll be a lot of fun. All right, Justin, what do you have to recommend for this week? (laughs) Well, it's not done, uh, but I have thoroughly been enjoying the boys this season. Yes. I would say... If you've similar to how Doug uh, slept on Stranger Things for like season three, three you did and not watch. Right? I didn't watch three. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say uh, if you are sleeping on the boys, pick it up. It is a very it's a fun show. It's a disgusting show. Uh, it pushes the boundaries of taste, uh, but it also has some incredible social commentary baked in. Um, it's just a really, really I think it's a really uniquely well done show. So I definitely recommend the boys on Amazon prime. I concur. It's a great show so far. Enjoying season three. I would recommend Rome on HBO max. It's a show that ran from 2005 to 2007. I've watched it. I just rewatched it for the third time uh, recently. It's such a fun show and surprisingly historically accurate about Julius Caesar. And during that time, and it was really, I don't know, man, it's such a great show. They've got great characters. I find the Roman times absolutely fascinating for some reason. I don't know why, um, but it's so good. And they, it's so funny because HBO basically said, you know, after season one, they're like, you get one more season. They were planning on five because they're like, listen, man, this is too fucking expensive. When you yeah. fast forward ahead to Game of Thrones and the amount of money they fucking spent on that for that sort of right. shit, you're like, okay, they got fucked. But um, they still were like, all right, we're still going to tell our story, but we're going to take like the next of the three or four seasons and condense it into one, and they do a good job with it, a really good job with it. So That's impressive. It's excellent. It's really, really well done. So check out Rome on HBO Max. It's excellent. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. So And actually, the, uh, the character in Obi-Wan who plays the spy Imperial officer is in Rome. So well, there you go. There you go. Connections. 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 Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, gang, thanks so much for hanging out with us and please follow us on all our social medias at mind gap podcast. And please do us a solid and uh, like uh, share subscribe on YouTube. We're at 196 subscribers. God damn. We're so close to 200. Just need more, more. So uh, share us out there with the rest of the world and drop us a comment or engage with us wherever you can you know it means the world to us and honestly it just helps us grow so and that's all we're trying to do we're just trying to grow so it right. means the world to us so please do all that uh check us out on youtube.com slash mind gap podcast live streams tuesdays 8 p.m central for the podcast saturdays 8 p.m central for the video game stream i will not be doing a video game stream this saturday july 2nd i'll be out of town but come check us out there. Check out our Discord. And don't forget to check out Justin online as well. On Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. While you're in the online realm, 
Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all the places where you can find and consume quality podcasts. You can find and consume us. And then uh, while you're there, you know, the sharing, the posting, the rating, reviewing, all those things mean the world to us, specifically the sharing. That goes a very long way. And uh, then keep an eye on all of 2 East 8's social medias and 2 East 8.com. Yeah. 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 Thank you all for uh, hanging with us, for listening to us talk about our thoughts and uh, uh, and stuff like that. It means the world to us. And thank you just for always hanging out with us. We love yes. you. We appreciate you. It's great to have you all with us, honestly, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. We love you. And with that, I want to say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Chad, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.